Crude oil is crude. Natural gas is pure. That's why Pennzoil's base oil is made from natural gas, not crude. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Welcome to The Jump. Presented by Michelin Wiper Blades. Today's opening tip with the crowd chanting for him late in a blowout. J.J. Barea, fake like he was checking in. Then sat down. Hey, man, go all the way to the scores right? table. Just check yourself in. <laughs> You're winning by a 1,000 points. So what's, what's Rick going to do? What is Rick going to say? Yeah, huh? what what would Rick Carlisle possibly have to be upset with if one of his players just he's, decided... Look at the score of the game. I'm just saying, you know Rick, years. Well, Rick is true. not going to say anything. That's true. For JJ, I guess. JJ can do whatever yeah. he wants, right? Come on now. <laughs> Welcome to the jump. Tracy McGrady can also do whatever he wants. I'm Rachel Nichols. We're joined by our senior writer, host of the Low Post podcast, Low Post. Mr. Zach Lowe, and the man who can do whatever he wants, Hall of Famer, seven-time All-Star, seven T-Mac. Mm-hmm. Coming up, we're going to talk about Ben Simmons, made a three for the first time in his NBA career last night. How big of a deal is this? Well, we will discuss that later in the show. First, though, for the first time last night, we got to see Kawhi Leonard and Paul George play together. And sometimes it was awesome, and sometimes it was ugly, and mostly it just looked like a work in progress. The two stars haven't even gone through a full practice together yet. So it's not a shock that against the Celtics, the Clippers turned the ball over 23 times, and that Kawhi and PG were responsible for 10 of those turnovers. Still, this much was clear. The Clippers are going to be a seriously dangerous basketball team. And not just because they are a defensive killing machine that held Boston to 39% shooting. And not just because of their two elite players who each had their big moments. But because of what happens when another team commits to stopping their two elite players. You open up the floor to guys like Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly. And all hell will break loose. Lou Will dropped a team-high 27, including this huge three, to help the Clippers complete was a come-from-behind fourth quarter. In fact, Williams' shot and some ensuing free throws seemed to win the game for L.A. in regulation. But then Jason Tatum did this to Paul George! No, push off. Oh, come on. Look at this! Siding with the defense. Push off. Wow! That was not what I expected from Tracy McGrady. That sent the game into overtime. Nice move, Which, though. I mean, they might as well have cued Patrick Beverly's music. <laughs> Pat Bev scored 12 of his 14 points last night in the fourth quarter or overtime, which is ridiculous. Watch this in OT. Corner three. Money. And then, with less than a minute to go, game on the line. This pass for Montrezl Harrell. Corner three and again. Money. That would turn out to be the dagger, although I want to stress it was much more than just Beverly's shooting that helped the Clippers win this game. He also grabbed 16 mm, boards last night. 16 by a man listed at six foot one. Pat Bev simply throws his full self into everything he does, people, even his flopping. Mac, watch this last night. I mean, the absolute dedication he shows. Watch the slow-mo. You? you can't teach this kind of commitment. Did you you cannot. That's flopping? Um, <laughs> <Got Beverly smacked>. <laughs> was, <laughs> sort of. Beverly, of course, not the only player with grit on the floor. Marcus Smart, just exceptional once again, defending like a maniac. This play in overtime was my favorite. Listen to Doris Burke and Mike Breen here. How about the effort? He doesn't want Kawhi to get a touch. Gets a piece in that passing lane and lays out and right into us. Off the foot of Leonard, Celtic ball, oh. a magnificent defensive play. 
That happened with about 18 seconds left in the overtime, and it gave Boston one last possession to try to extend the game. Now Tatum tries and misses, and then off an inbound, here's Kemba Walker. But again, toughness, man, both sides last night. A monster block from Kawhi. Watch this again. Good night. We know Kawhi is fighting a knee problem, but, man, he played through it. And it was not just the block, but this dunk earlier in the game. Oh, no, mm. look out. That's just epic, going just over. I'm sorry, human mm. being, I'm going over you. Rude. In the post-game press conference, a reporter would ask Kawhi about both the dunk and the block. Take a listen. Can you take us through the dunk you had in the block? Um, what do you want me to say? Whatever you want to say, it's just more of just the build-up leading to that play, what you were seeing, and your thought process with everything. Um, Patrick threw me the ball. I took two dribbles to the paint and tried to jump high and dunk the basketball. <laughs> and Kimba got it open for a three, and I jumped my highest to try to contest, and I got a block. Emotion on the face. I love you, Kawhi. <laughs> Fun guy. Fantastic. Fun guy. If you don't think Kawhi Leonard has a sense of humor, oh gosh, I dare you to man. watch that clip. That was phenomenal. Meanwhile, also post-game, <laughs> we got a bunch of memorable quotes from Patrick Beverly. There's a clip of him scoffing at a comparison to Marcus Smart that made the rounds on Instagram. But honestly, to me, the most telling thing he said was he was describing a moment in the game where he came off a pick and roll. And he said, I was so open because of all the traps on Kawhi and PG that, quote, I didn't know what to do, except, of course, he did know what to do. He scored, showing the rest of the league just how deep and dangerous this team is, way beyond its two best players. And last night was just the beginning. So, Mac, what were your first impressions when you did see PG and Kawhi out together on the court? Just what I thought all along. Defensively, oh, my goodness. <laughs> Not just with these two, but to close out a lot of games, I could see Pat Bev, Montrez, Lou Will and those two horses. You're talking about just elite defensive talent out there on the floor, holding opponents to 39%, under, you know, 85, 90 points a game. They're going to have, man, teams are going to have problems scoring the basketball. But advice to Pat Bev and Lou Will is just, Lou Will is probably licking his chops. He's, he slept so good last night that right. <laughs> I can't believe that I'm playing with these two guys and the amount of attention they're going to receive. I'm a great one-on-one player and the, the open looks that I'm going to get and Pat Bev, just stay in the gym and just shoot wide open threes every single day. That's practicing Practice. for the real games. Just, absolutely. <laughs> just, shoot, just shoot threes because your life is going to be so much easy. All you have to do is stand out there and wait for the receiving end of a, a great pass that you're going to get from these guys and just knock down threes. Just knock down shots. It's it's scary what they're going to be able to accomplish once they figure each other out, meaning uh, Kawhi and, and PG. Because that, that dagger shot that we're showing right now, right? They were trapping Kawhi. That's how that ball. Oh, that, that, that shot, I think, is poetic to what your point was. It gets a, to Montrez. A Lou Montrez pick and roll. Oh, was it Lou? Okay, and I, I thought I it was. I believe so. Yeah, and then okay. Trez kicks to Beverly. So it's right. like the three other guys yes. as Kawhi and PG space the floor. And like that's why they're going to be – it's not going to look pretty on offense all the time, mm-hmm. but to have two wings who can shoot threes – and so they're comfortable playing on or off the ball. They're, like, interchangeable. You saw possessions. Kawhi pick and roll doesn't go anywhere. PG pick and roll kick to Kawhi. Like, it, that's just – that just works. And defensively, I mean, 
with they could have guarded Kemba and did guard Kemba with four different guys, right. and and they're not afraid to switch with Harold. They don't like to do it, but they're not afraid to do it. They've switched them onto LeBron in the opening game. They're going to switch a ton, mm-hmm. and they're going to just be a huge pain to score against. Such a versatile lineup, and it's what I was talking about. Uh, you know, yesterday is Kawhi didn't have the best offensive game. Mm-hmm. But he made the game-winning play on the defensive end, and and they can hang their hat on that. They're they're not going to have great offensive explosive nights um, like I expect them to have. But defensively, they're going to be able to win ball games just like they did last night. I mean, that was just a great block, great play by Kawhi, who's struggling with, you know, he's got knee problem. Yeah. But I but just, looked okay on that. Yeah, looked damn near. <laughs> Look, looked okay. To your point about defense, I mean, we were talking just before the show started. You know who comes into this building on Friday? It's an ESPN game, by the way, if you can't be here in L.A. Mm-hmm. Rockets Clippers. Man, I hate that I'm going to be on the plane. Irresistible Me force too. against unstoppable objects. James Harden versus this defense? It's going to be fun. It's going to be so good. Let's talk about James Harden. He has been on an unbelievable tear offensively this season, averaging nearly 40 a night, which is a particular interest to the two gentlemen to my left because they made a bet on it. (laughs) Anyway, the Nuggets, though, working in Zach's favor because he is on betting the under, and they were able to hold Harden to only 27 points yesterday. So, Zach, do you feel Denver has outlined any kind of blueprint for slowing Harden down so that you don't have to buy Tracy Dinner? Well, first of all, he's down to 38.4 now. I'm starting to get cocky again. I'm, you feeling, are. I'm feeling good You're about feeling myself. You're feeling good about now. yourself. <laughs> 38.4 looks so much less than 39.5. It's very, it's, uh, <laughs> Just um, wait, it's a long season, co- Zach Lowe. Come a long on. Long season. Come on. A blueprint? The beginning <laughs> of a seen, blueprint? The beginning seen, of something of something? James Harden has seen every gimmick defense in the NBA. Guys climbing on his back <laughs> and giving him driving lanes. He's seen everything. If he sees it twice, he's going to figure it out. This is this is interesting. It's interesting that they threw kind of well-timed double teams at him late in the shot clock and all this. But, like, you know, he's going to figure this out. This, I, this, is not a, this is not a blueprint that's a, beyond his imagination. No, I mean, it, it worked for last night. It's what I, I said on the show yesterday is do something different yeah. other than what you have been doing before. I mean, mm-hmm. what, they were 9-1 and one against you guys? Mm-hmm. Throw a double team at it and see if yes. that works, right? And they started to do that. You said double team all night. Double team all night. Yep. It kind of slowed him down. He only had 16 shots. Mm-hmm. He had some, what, shot 10 free throws, but <laughs> he had 10 field goal attempts and you know, typically that's up to 25 and 30 shots. So is it a blueprint? No, but you just did something different that I think he hasn't seen you guys do. And he was a little passive. Well, it, it does raise, it's going to be the, to me, it's the single most interesting question in the NBA strategic wise is, is what is Russell Westbrook doing when James Harden has the ball? And that's going to be an ongoing thing. And like right. some of those doubles left Russell Westbrook with 20 wow. feet of space mm-hmm. and, how and and the numbers with them both on the floor are getting better and better as the season goes on. But that's it's that's going to be the biggest stylistic question they have to answer. Well, look, it might not be for the rest of the season, but for last night, it was a win for Denver. It speaks to the fact that Denver, after a shaky start, right? Let's games. face it, the defensive effort was not there in the opening games that we saw last season, and clearly they have snapped that back into form. They were on it defensively yeah. last night, and Nikola Jokic, who came into the season. 
not looking his best, no. let's say, has rounded into form as well. So, mm. I don't know. That team's won a bunch of games in a row. I think that they're pretty dangerous. I'm interested to see what happens there. We've got so many good teams right now. Coming up, let's talk about Donovan Mitchell because he made Robert Covington touch earth last night. Um, what was the most disrespectful part of this? We will have Tracy chime in on all these kind of plays. Make or miss coming up after the break. First, though, time for our distant replay brought to you by the U.S. Postal Service. And look who is delivering in 1999 on this date. Oh, get that out of here, Playboy. Get it out. Get it out, big fella. No, don't look around like it's a gold team. No, get it out. On the way down. Start the break. On the way down. Let's go. Oh, fella. Give me that. How did How did I miss that call? Oh, don't man. Don't take my time away, bro. The Jump is presented by Michelin Silicone Wiper Blades. Designed for extreme performance and last two times longer. It's a make or miss league. It's a make or miss league. I'm not really sure about that. It's a make or miss league. Rachel, it's a make or miss league. How many times do I have to tell you? Steve Kerr is getting a lot of opportunities to raise his voice this season. Make highlights, fourth quarter in Minnesota. Check out the snatchback from Donovan Ooh. Mitchell. So, T-Mac, which was more disrespectful, the ankle breaker or the look after? Look at him. Boom. Oh. <laughs> so calm on the look. Look down. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. Guess you're not coming back up. Now, this we is this this one. disrespectful. Ooh. Right? That could have been a groin pull. Yeah, he almost pulled it. I know the producer Bodmer put my favorite one in here. I know it's coming. I can feel it. We're not there yet. Let's see what happens. And Poor Roko. This is trying to play good defense, you know? Oh, man. It, it happens sometimes. You got to stay and on your feet, fellas. Push off. Push off. Look like it with the left. You're on the push-off. You're, the push you're off all about the push-off You're today. the cop. You're the push-off You are the, poli- the police. Miss Chap Lips, staying in Minneapolis, third quarter. Quinn Snyder is aggressive with the lip balm. Right? I mean, he could have used his earwax. Well. Oh. Why y'all got to do Kenny Atkinson like that? Kid, what were you doing, man? <laughs> Next time I see you, I'm going to question you on that, my brother. He's distracted. Quinn Snyder using lip balm, but. Right. Good. Nobody makes better faces than Quinn Snyder. He makes some very good faces. There's some good ones last night. Make. Duncan Robinson, another <laughs> undrafted Heat player, getting buckets last night. Woo! Nine made everywhere. field goals. They were all threes. And somebody snapped a photo of the back bench of the Cavaliers looking up Duncan Robinson on their phone. That's mean. Oh, wow. He just made nine threes <laughs> against your team. I want to get to know him. Williams College, baby. Unbelievable story. Um, now. Yes. I mean, between he and Tyler Hero, those boys can shoot the ball, too. Can re- I mean, you, they can really shoot. They can really They, they shoot are shooter-shooters. This is such a fun team. So fun. John Beeline afterwards said it was like watching a member of the family hurt I, they him. Just, they just put together a, a really competitive team. They're good. They're really good. They're, they're mean. They're nasty. They're just staying like quiet them. with it. Miss quality of life. Knicks lost another close one last night. Knicks looked like they were in it there in the fourth oh, quarter. Man. He <laughs> and lost. Just like producer Steve, this is a Knicks fan who just realized he's a Knicks fan and this wave Tinez. has come over him. He, what's what is he happening? thinking, Tinez? You're a Knicks fan. What is he thinking? <laughs> I mean, that's John a reasonable at that particular moment. 
No, don't do this. Don't, is, don't do does this. Does he think, man, don't. this is really over? Stop, come on. I just witnessed Ben Simmons making a three. I'm worried that about was, this guy. What are you saying? Are the you Knicks were up by were they were they up by double digits 17. in this game, and 17. then the Sixers were like, "Oh, we're gonna bad team. We're gonna play." I now. need to know more about this guy. <laughs> Zach also say, "Yeah, I would say the faces you make during Knicks games are their own special thing." Also, make tunnel vision just before the end of the half. Russ coming up with the steal, and then I don't know what he's doing here, Tracy, because he has teammates, and yet. It does not look like he's aware what? that he has teammates in this. We need the yakety sax for that soundtrack. What? What? I mean, James Harden is averaging 39 points. 38.4. <laughs> well, in this particular moment, he's averaging 39. <laughs> I, don't, hey, I don't know. Again, I just want to remind everyone, Mac and Zach have a dinner bet going on on if James Harden will average 40 this season. And He's right there, the man. Best, the best right part of this there. is, the best part is how Zach paid off Russell Westbrook in this moment well, to I think help him. Russ has, I think Russ went like maybe five, six minutes without getting a shot. And that, so he needed to. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with Russ on so that. This you was know? to your point. James is out there. You know, in the last block. Wow. Wow. Let's talk about Carmelo Anthony because he is now on a roster. So the most prominent free agent on the market right now is Jamal Crawford, the 19-year-old NBA vet known for being a professional scorer. The last game he played back in April, I just want to remind everyone, the last time he was on an NBA court, he dropped 51 against the Spurs. Jamal has gotten support from many of the biggest names in the sport that he should be on a team. Blake Griffin tweeted just a couple days ago, this man had a 50-piece last season. Absolutely crazy he's not on a team. And 11-time champion Bill Russell tweeting out a photo with Jamal, including the caption, aha, here's an idea. Someone please sign him and get him out of my kitchen. Get this man a job. Um, Do you think that Jamal will end up on a team this season, and why hasn't he? I'm going to say yes if only to be a locker room guy uh, on like a locker room vet on a team that's not going anywhere in in this season but i, I don't see him getting minutes on like a like a playoff team he's, i mean he's 39 i know he looks 25 i know he looks 25 he's not aged he never ages it's not super unusual for a 39 year old to not be in the league the man had 51 in his last game the last wow. time we saw that's him crazy. He had 51 that's crazy that's absolutely he? crazy like he Right now, he scores better than a lot of these guys that are coming off the bench. I mean, Orlando Magic, we need some help down there. Oh, Orlando man. coming off the bench. See, Vucevic is out for a Vuce, month. Vuce is out. You know, Aaron Gordon twisted his ankle last night. You know, we, we, we really need some uh, firepower coming off our bench if we mm. want to be a playoff team. I mean, Tracy's Jamal Crawford is the front out there. there. I was going to say, <laughs> you know, he, he, and he's in warm weather. Come on. Oh, that's right. The joints would move easily. The joints would move easily. <laughs> I just, I feel like there's so many teams, or at least I can think of five teams, where we say, God, they could use a little more spacing, right? And not just teams that aren't going anywhere. We've seen the model for this, right? David West, Gary Payton. We've seen guys who've come on, Mitch Richmond, come on to teams that are trying to go somewhere. And these guys have been okay with being end-of-the-bench guys, having DMPs, getting games they don't get in. But here's the thing. But when you need a little shooting and a little injection. He still can play. I'm not saying he wouldn't see the floor. I'm just saying that he's a great teammate. He would be okay with not seeing the floor. I hear guys say, like, oh, you can't put Jamal Crawford on the end of a bench. Guess what? Jamal Crawford is a pro. He's 39 years old, to your point. Don't bring him in, then. Don't don't bring him in. Oh, if you don't bring him onto the floor. But bring him into the team. No, no, don't don't bring him in just to be a veteran. No, he still can play. I, I, 
He still can average double digits in this league and be productive for a team. I Don't agree. bring him in just to be a voice and no. just try to help the young. Hell no. I'm not I'm no. not saying he should be decoration. My point is that he is not going to cause a problem no, if there not. are some games no. you don't play him. Right. And there will be games you do play him. And I think he could definitely help someone. He is such a good influence. And he can score the basketball. And there are teams that need it, frankly. Here's what the jump recommends today. Zach Lowe has a piece on the old internet about the Sixers. And, and Zach, what should people know as you tease it before the break? Tease. I just, after all the craziness, all the drama, all the trades, they now feel like, now we get to build our team, and part of that is building chemistry between those two guys right there. All right, we're going to talk about it. Read it during the commercial. We'll talk about it after. See that? You're watching The Jump, presented by Michelin Wiper Blades. On Friday, what a doubleheader we are going to have for you on ESPN. And the app starts with Spurs Sixers, 8 o'clock Eastern. And then James Harden and the Rockets take on Kawhi, Paul George, and the Clippers. Our coverage begins with NBA Countdown, 7 o'clock. Ooh, it's going to be so good. Nilakina, a below-average three-point shooter. There's Simmons! Joy. It was joy. It was happiness for Ben. That's what that was. Yeah. Reaction to Ben Simmons' first career NBA three-pointer on the Sixers broadcast. Very enthusiastic. I believe it was his first three-pointer in more than a thousand days, if you go back more. Um, well, how big a deal is it, Tracy, that he did this? Well, it's a very big deal. And without thinking I mean, about it, right? Yeah, the shot looks so fluid to me, right? Like he's done it several times. I don't know why he's so uncomfortable with shooting and shot because for me I mean he's such a great player at driving the basketball transition he's a problem but I don't know I don't think he realized how much better he would be if he start knocking down or just taking a shot and knocking it down at a 35 percent rate right what that would do for his game and for his team chances of elevating themselves to the elite status in this in this league I think it's a huge deal. I think it's an absolutely huge deal, and he, he needed to get it out of the way. The Sixers want him to shoot threes. They've been very open about that. They call plays for him to be in the corner where shooting a three is one of the options. He's going to have to shoot it, and the key is he can't now go five straight games without taking yeah, that, one. That was- he has to keep mm-hmm. taking them. It doesn't have to take five a game. He has to keep taking them because the more he takes them, the less it's a, it's a, a, a huge deal. And the people are giving him an ovation, and the announcers are going crazy. It just needs to be normalized. <laughs> preseason. This was back in preseason. I, I mean, look, <clears throat> he and I talked pre- at, at training camp, and he told me, "I'm going to ta- take shots. I get it. I need attempts. I'm, I'm just going to do it." And then we did see it a little bit in preseason. We didn't see it, frankly, right. to start the season. And the conversation. I have with him was just saying, look, I don't think people out there are going to give you a hard time for shooting and no. not making it, but they will give, start giving you a hard time for not shooting. Well, I, You're at the point now, it was in the first year, everyone was like, hey, let him just work himself into the NBA. If he doesn't attempt more, I think that's where the criticism is going to come. It's not going to come if he doesn't make them. Everyone knows he needs a grace period to try. And I also think, I mean, the Sixers have had a lot of noise around them for the past whatever years. Right. 
And this is noise. The questions about his jump shot is noise. The teammates know that there are sets that are designed for him to shoot corner threes, and I think it's just natural. Like, if it just never happens, there will be frustration almost organically, and, and he just needs to shoot them. Well, here's the deal. I mean, I, I think you're putting pressure on other guys that you're playing with, right? right? If you don't take those shots because – the defense is just going to sag off. They're going to sit in Joel Embiid's lap. Yep. They're going to double off you and help on Al Horford. Like, you don't want that. So to open up the floor, you got to start taking these shots. You have to start taking these shots. And and, and it it looks damn good. That's, looks that's the thing. He makes them in practice. I mean, anybody who watches in practice, he makes them. And I, I just think you got to look at what's happened with Giannis. There's been, and, and look, we showed on the show that it, it gets played when he airballs. Giannis has airballed on free throws multiple times this season. Mm-hmm. He's airballed, but he keeps taking them. He doesn't them. shy away from And when he, he <clears throat> was that game in L.A. here, I think he made four three-pointers. Yeah, four so four. Well, there and, you go. And by the way, free throws are connected. Ben's free I mean. throws are way down this year. He can't be afraid to go to the line. Like, it just needs, there's just clearly just, things that need to happen. You just need to go do it. Now, you mentioned that the Sixers have been through so much, so, so, so much. Um, Zach, you wrote a story this morning. You really spent some time with them. What did you learn, especially about the Simmons and Bede relationship? I think they're making an effort. Um, you know, the, the, there was a story going around the team <clears throat> that I wrote about that they were at an off night in Utah, and Joel Embiid and Josh Richardson were watching the Bulls-Lakers game on TV at the hotel lounge, and Ben came down to watch with them. And people around the team, there were staff there, people around the team were like, oh, that that's interesting. And, and it would not have happened last year. Not that they're enemies or anything like that. It just wouldn't have happened. And I think after, I mean, the litany of crazy things that have happened to them, they feel like everyone's here on a long-term deal. Let's let's see what this team is. Let's have a, they're going out to dinner, 13, 14 guys. And I think that stuff does matter. But what really matters is, is how those two guys fit on the court. It's not a clean fit. It's I don't think it's ever going to be a clean fit on offense. On defense, it has a chance, mm-hmm. they have a chance to be special. Do you, do you think, like, were you friends with all your teammates always? Did you need to at least have some off-court relationship no, with them? not at all. Like, I, I didn't have to hang out with my teammates in order for us to form chemistry on the basketball court. Like, I didn't go to dinner all the time with my teammates. Uh, rarely went to dinner with Yao, right? I mean, because we were the two best players on the team. Like, but we formed a great chemistry on the basketball court without having to hang out with each other off of it. Like, I wasn't going and sipping green tea with Yao and crossing my legs (laughs) and and, and talking whatever, you know, he does. No. No, we just, we show up, we we have have a great relationship in practice, and we carry it over into the games. It's what it is. Now, some guys may have to, you know, go out, have dinner, and, and, and really figure out you know, do's and don'ts and, and, and the likes and, and, and don'ts and stuff like that. So, I mean, it teaches on. Everybody is a little different. Kobe and Shaq didn't always get along. They didn't hang out. They won, oh, what, well, three in a row? Yeah, so. When I mean, you're two of the three best players or whatever they were at the time. In the what world, are these two guys? Not two of the three best players in the, in the league. league. Not Shaq he's, and he's Kobe. Saying, you know, I yeah. mean, Shaq and Kobe, it doesn't matter. Like, if you have Shaq and Kobe, you're going you're gonna to win. I, look, I asked Joel about this as far back as last season, and he has said, yeah, I like Ben. He likes me. We're just not the same kind of guy. Yeah. And I think that that's true. But to your point, maybe they need to 
I mean, who knows? What, Tracy's right that the stuff that matters is on the basketball court. Right. You know, maybe, maybe some, maybe these dinners, maybe a conversation comes out of them at some point where right. it's a, you know that someone grows more comfortable to say, "Hey, Ben, you got to shoot." I don't know. Who knows? Well, that's that. When you said, "Hey, one of the reasons Ben needs to shoot is because of the pressure it puts on his other Absolutely. teammates," that would be the best thing for Ben and Joel's relationship. Yeah. Is that if Ben is shooting more and creating more space? Because there you go. Um, Joel Embiid and Marcus Morris got into it in the second quarter last night. So let's look at that. Morris took Embiid down to the ground. Tempers flared a little bit. Both were issued technical fouls. They had to be separated. And after the game, Morris called it a flop by Embiid. Take a listen. You know, he's too big to be flopping. Just flopping and just grabbing and then, you know, I'm just not the one to be, not the one that's going to take that. So, I mean, he knows that. So, I mean, you know what I'm about. <laughs> We all know what he's yeah, about. Was, First uh, of all, everyone in the win. league. Absolutely. Um, but, Mac, what is it about Embiid that does seem to get under everyone's skin? antagonizes guys. I mean, he's, he's a boisterous guy. You know, says his, he, he has a great personality, a, a lot of humor in his, his personality, going on Twitter and, and cracking jokes on guys, and, and he takes it to the basketball court. And, and you know, it, <laughs> it, it rubs some of the guys the wrong way. He, he backs it up on his, in his play, and uh, some guy just takes offense to that. Yeah, there's well, remember this. He's got him a two game suspension. Also got Towns a two game suspension. He he's he doesn't. The thing about Joel is he doesn't just talk trash. He finds your weakest point as a basketball player, and that's what he talks trash about. He wants to humiliate people and get in their heads. It's not just generic trash talk. It's right. like cutting mean trash talk and some guys don't react very well to that which is what he wants right that's that's the point so i i I don't know i don't think joel's gonna change that's what i think because he has sat now twice and said to me i'm gonna stop talking trash i've changed that he told you that change is bad change is bad no change he's been in more scuffles in this early part of the season that he probably was in all of last year (laughs) it's fun to watch it's all, it's just Joel. That's what you're going to get. Coming up, last night, Luka Doncic became the first player in NBA history to record a 35-point triple-double in 25 or less minutes played. But it was against this year's Warriors. So you're going to have to take it with a grain of salt and decide if it's something, nothing, or everything. Stay tuned. These guys will decide. Sage Steele coming up on Sports Center at 6 Eastern. We've got full coverage of Miles Garrett's accusation that Mason Rudolph called him a racial slur, sparking last week's brawl. We'll also tell you why tonight's Texans Colts game could end up being a must win for Deshaun Watson and company. Plus, with Carmelo back on the court tonight, new reactions blasting the Blazers' decision to sign the 10 time All Star. Sports Center with John Anderson right after PTI. Time to play one of our favorite games on the jump. Shout out Kevin Wiles. Is it time for something, nothing, or. Everything. First up, Luka Doncic, who put up an absurd 35-point triple-double in just 25 minutes of action last night. Here is Steve Kerr on Luka after the game. Uh, he was awful. He was, uh, didn't impress me at all. He was, uh, he was, he was fantastic. Tough to lose by 48 points, but you know, a break here or there, and it would, only would have been 42. So that's how we have to look at it. Nobody caught the sarcasm there? <laughs> Trying to be funny, guys. I do want, like, a Steve Kerr compilation tape after this season. Zach, is Luca's Monster Night something, nothing, or everything? 
everything. It's everything. This is ridiculous what this guy is doing. Luka Doncic looks not a star, not an all-star. This version of Luka Doncic looks like a generational superstar. And that is frankly unexpected at this stage in his career. The Hawks never expected it, period. This is not just an all-star. This looks like a generational superstar, so everything. I actually agree with you. Um, Aha. This, I expected you to be like No, nah, this is everything, man. He's becoming my favorite. Really? Wow. Yeah, he, wow. Is, he is becoming my favorite. Like, I, I actually like tuning in and watching this kid because he does everything. And it's, it's crazy that the, the pace that he plays with, he, he's able to be so effective. He's not the quickest. He's yeah. not the fastest. He's not the most athletic, but he's just, he's such a cerebral player. And with Steph being out, I know Kyrie is out right now. Westbrook is still playing. I'm going to say this. He is the best point guard in the game right now with Steph being out. Damn. He's the best point guard. You are usually so reserved to give someone nah, the mantle. Man. I expected I'm, you to give this another half season. No, I'm saying, what I'm saying right now. Right now, Luka Doncic is the best point guard. So are, are LeBron and Harden not point guards? So how are we classifying them? No. Okay. No. I mean, point forward for LeBron, point right? Something. And then James is just kind of whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Next up, I want to get to the Spurs. They have lost seven straight last night. That is Greg Popovich's longest losing streak and longest losing streak for the Spurs since the the tank year. The David Robinson is injured, really injured more than you think here. Here's Coach Pop explaining what happened. If you score 132 points, you should probably have a pretty good chance to win a game. The bad news is that if you give up 138, you're probably not going to win. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just guessing. You know, I'm, I'm a really smart guy. You know, I'm just, I just, I'm figuring that's logical. That pop her coaching tree. They're just, you know, fun guys. Um, is this streak something, nothing, or everything? Oh, this is something. You know, the the four horsemen are gone. Tim Duncan, Manu, Tony, and Kawhi. They're gone. So it's a new era. And leading that charge is LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan. And it hasn't worked out. Right? It, they, it seems like they haven't played at a, a elite era, a elite level to carry this team to, to where they're accustomed of being and, and that's winning ball games. Even though, you know, you you have uh, elder, uh, older Tim Duncan, uh, older Tony Parker and Mano Ginobili, they still found ways to stay competitive and at the top of the Western Conference. And that is missing with these guys that they have now. It's new era. I think it's more than something. It's a, I think it's everything. I, I, this is the Spurs won 48 games last year. They almost won a playoff series. Mm-hmm. They got Dejounte Murray back. Yeah, they lost Davis Bertans and the Marcus Morris fiasco and all that. Should be like they're five and ten and they're awful. Like yeah. this, this is this is so unexpected. I thought the Spurs would be good this year. That's a long season. The Spurs always get better as the season goes along. But this is it's shocking how bad they've been. And they and they to your point. The numbers show it for the second year in a row. They're bad when DeRozan and Aldridge are on the floor together, and that's a problem. Yeah, and the Derek White-DeJounte Murray backcourt hasn't looked like what we thought it would look like. It could be everything if this is the end of the Spurs era as we know it, because there might be a point before the trade deadline where they decide, you know what, we got to sell off either way. Um, DeMar's contract is up, right, at the end of this season? It's player option. Player option that he can opt out. Is Pop 
going to want to stick through a rebuild mm. at this point in his career. Maybe this could be a serious changing of the guard for yeah. this team, both on the bench and on the court. We're going to have to see how this develops. I want to move on to Brooklyn. Um, they picked up a win. They had fun doing it last night. Tracy, your bench mob is back. You Come love on, the man. bench guys I here. Do. Right? Welcome, welcome back, guys. I, I missed this. They were having so much fun last year. <laughs> There's KD getting it was, into it. Got off to a rocky start this year, and we didn't see any of this. And, and what I love about this is it's the, the camaraderie that it forms amongst this team, right? I mean, even the guys that don't play that many minutes, it involves them as well. So they need to, you know, take note of this and, and get to winning you some ball games. something, right? Yeah, a little, little, little something. Nothing? Oh, God. Nothing? I don't care. You just said going out to dinner doesn't matter, but you think dancing on the bench is important? Camaraderie? Where are they? They In between the lines on the basketball court, right? They're just dancing. Like two inches behind the line. They're just dancing. I will say, I'm for sure uh, the Nets are... Uh, this is not. I'm not being facetious. Yeah, the Nets are. The Nets are happy that Kyrie is dancing. The Nets are happy that he is showing himself to be a part of a part of that. Right. That that's not. This stuff facetious. last year was was tremendous. Was and Sacramento's bench group last year was yeah. tremendous. Sacramento had the Lady Committee, which was just phenomenal. That's, now, you don't like any of it. No, that's you don't a good buy name. Any that's a good it? name. I just I don't really care. I'm sorry. Man, Grumpy Zach is oh, in man. full effect. Sorry. All right, last up. It has been a tough start for the Chicago Bulls so far, but Jim Boylan, he 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 says that he is strong with this franchise. Here's what he co- told the Chicago Sun-Times, quote, "I think we're all frustrated. We would all like to play better, more consistently. We all would." Since I've been here, I've never felt more supported than I am right now from ownership, management, vice president of basketball operations, John Paxson. Zach, is Boylan saying he's never felt more supported by the front office, something, nothing, or everything? Because often that is the kiss of death, right? I think it's something. Oh, I, my I, God. It's, it's, <laughs> are you kidding me? So you're going to say it's nothing? You don't care about the, the Brooklyn bench? Nets? Who made the playoffs last year, and this is something? Of course it's something. <laughs> who the coach of the team is is an important thing in the NBA, and Jim Boylan is saying, I'm going to be the coach of the team. Never been more supported? Like, literally never? The job. Not one time have you ever been more supported than you are right now at 5 and 10? Sure. This is something. This is nothing. It's a self-vote of confidence. He gave himself a vote of confidence. <laughs> Here's what I know, is that since 2015... Um, the Chicago Bulls are 137 and 206. That is their uh, win-loss record. That is 26th worst in the league. That's a lot of so losses. the reason, possibly, why this coach is supported is because the guys above him don't want the spotlight on them. As long as the coach is not fired, right? It's not doesn't become management's problem. I mean, the that, coach is the scapegoat to right. say, oh, they're bad because maybe Jim Boylan doesn't have a handle on this team. You don't like the punching clock, punch like clock, all the different the stuff. Right, all that stuff. The attention is on him for the losses when, in fact, they've gone through several coaches since 2015. And again, 137 to 206. I, I'm, I'm just saying that it takes attention off the front office, correct? If the coach is sort of put I, out there. Yeah, we sure. support you. We got your back. You guys speak now what are you going to do? But the Bulls aren't the Bulls are not playing that badly anymore, and they have a ton of injuries. They're not they playing no, that good. Either. They have no wing depth. Uh, Otto Porter's hurt. Hutchinson's hurt. They're playing. I think they played five point guards last night. Not at the same time, but if you count Shaq Harrison as a point guard, they played five point guards. It's like it's a weird roster, but they, they've won a few games lately. Yeah, 
I, I am in no way saying they're the worst team in the league. There's definitely other teams that are worse. I'm just saying that if you if you they should I think be that's their slogan. With the talent Not the worst have. team in the league. There are other teams that are worse. It's like when Joe Johnson said that yeah. about Brooklyn. Yeah, there you go. Um, up next, let's talk about Giannis because he's posting better numbers than last year when he won the MVP. Um, fill in the blank. Giannis repeats his MVP if. You have your word at home. After the break, we'll have these guys fill in the blank with their word. And first, though, it's time for our second distant replay of the day. Tracy, take a look. Can it be me two times today? Between the legs and take off. Same game. Same game. What what percentage of these are Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady? 75%? There there is probably 70% Vince Carter. Vince Carter. (laughs) 75%. Seventy-five percent. Amin's, Amin's mean. running joke is it's a Vince Carter because there's a lot of Vince Carter highlights and and many Tracy McGrady highlights also. You had the first one. The jump is presented by Michelin silicone wiper blades, designed for extreme performance and last two times longer. Next week, our NBA Wednesday doubleheader will hopefully have Kyrie's return to Boston. He is dealing with a shoulder injury, but I got to tell you, the Uh, Celtics are a good watch no matter what, so I'm excited for this game. And then it's Lakers-Pelicans, and you know whom that... I know you see LeBron on the poster there, but guess what? Anthony Davis is going back to New Orleans, so you're going to want to see that as well. Brunch time here on The Jump. Pau Gasol posting this video on Twitter, announcing he is leaving the Blazers officially on the roster to focus on rehabbing his foot. So he still um, wants to play? Well, Adrian Wojnarowski reporting that they're going to work out some sort of deal for him to be sort of a coach while he continues okay. to rehab. What from Powell's game stands out most to you, Tracy? I mean, one of the best passing big men that we've, we are, we've ever seen in this game. He's just an exceptional passer and just fundamentally sound. Mm-hmm. T-Mac said it, one of the most well-rounded big men ever, future Hall of Famer, and the, one of the most fun passers to watch in, ever for his position. Yeah, and it's been fun kind of watching him, the love he has gotten from around the league, even as he's been injured and dealing with injuries the last couple of years. Speaking of love from around the league, the Bills paid tribute to Luol Deng last night, and they brought in a bunch of his old teammates, which I thought was really nice. He officially retired as a Chicago Bull. What does that speak to about Luol Deng? He's revered. I mean, for for the minutes he played, for the way he played defense, for what he cared about as a player, he's revered. And he was a two-time All-Star too. He's not just sort of a, just a grinded-out guy. He made two All-Star teams. He's beloved. Talking about putting on your hard hat and coming to work every day. That mm-hmm. that man right there did exactly that. I mean, he 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 played hard every single night. Yep, absolutely. All right, let's talk about James Wiseman because he has been suspended by the NCAA for 12 games after being ruled ineligible. He will return to play on January 12th. I, I, I don't understand. I can't even say about the NCAA. So let's, Why let's can't talk you about say? it. It's so frustrating, these rules, and sort of what they are holding these kids accountable for and Seriously. not. How much does the head um, coach make? Exactly. Thank you. They get the, 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 the discrepancy not just in the head coach's salaries. That's not even where I would lay it at the feet at. I would lay it at the feet at the money that the schools collect off of these guys. These rules are stupid. Um, but what do you think about his chances of being a top draft pick? Do you think the fact that he's not going to get the run in these games, Mac, is going to hurt? Oh, no. He's going to be a top draft pick. I mean, you know. One, two, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Nobody yeah. cares. It, no, not at all. <laughs> it is frustrating. Sit out the, the rest of the season. As a basketball fan, it is frustrating. To watch this and young I, men get I opportunities to see him play to be taken Memphis, away. Though. 
There you go. Switching gears to the reigning MVP, Giannis has picked up right where he left off last season. Uh, he's picking up beyond that, frankly. He's putting up incredible numbers. He's averaging more points, more rebounds, and assists than he did last year. So, Tracy, fill in the blank. Giannis repeats as MVP if... LeBron James plays 50 games, low management. Cause so you don't think it's in Giannis' control? Uh, it's in LeBron James's control. Lakers are the top of the Western Conference. LeBron is playing at an MVP level. Front runner for me right now. Hmm. My, I, If voters don't get bored. I, I don't understand why there is not more. We're, we're not talking about his season. We put it in a little crunch time segments here and there. But it, the dude is averaging 30 and 14 on 60% shooting, and he might very well be the single best defensive player in the entire league. Um, you don't watch the jump because I have led the show with Giannis I, twice I, I, in the I, last we three weeks. The whole, the whole Thank you. media world. So he's, he's your front runner right now. I would I mean, vote I right now. I would, vote for, I would vote for him. I mean, I, I mean, it's a close race to LeBron, Harden. Sure. You, you, but I know I can hear the people in Houston screaming at the television right now that neither one of them. They've been yours. screaming for five consecutive years. About that's that's this. true. This just in at the buzzer. Kyle Kuzma sporting goggles today in practice. Um, he kind of had his eye almost gouged out, scratched, okay? Scratched in the eye on Tuesday against the Thunder. They play at OKC on Friday. Um, what, do you, what do you think? The Kareem-style goggles working on Kuz there? I mean, if he's out there, as long as he can see the basket, he'll be fine. Did you ever play with, like, goggles or anything like that? Mask? Not that I can remember. I had a mask on. You did. The Kimbe Matumbo about knocked me out. I want the Rambus. I'm still pissed at him. I want the like Rambus style pissed glasses. at uh, Carl Malone. <laughs> and Scotty Pippen, not so happy with Isaiah. We have some grudges here in the NBA. And Give you were my shoot. teammate. All three of us back here tomorrow. That's